Welcome to the latest episode of Platform. Today, we're going to be speaking to Casey Garrity. Unless you've been living under a rock for the last five to 10 years, you will have heard of Casey. He is part of the Black Bandit Media crew. They are responsible for so many videos in recent years, including breakfast, lunch, dinner, pasta la vista, chicken two, wings, buffalo. Basically every year they release this incredible video of their crew from, I think they're from Connecticut, but they're all living in Los Angeles. And it's just the funniest, most original skate media that you're likely to see. It basically looks like nothing else that anyone else is producing. And on top of being really funny and entertaining and always having like little clever like narratives throughout the videos, they also have amazing skating from people like John Lake, Mike Dempsey, and you've guessed it, Casey Garrity. This year, Casey, on top of producing videos for those guys, he's also released three sections on his own called uh, Quesadilla, play on the word quesadilla. Apparently, he's got a fourth one in the works. He's also responsible for releasing John Bellino's VOD comeback section, which was out, I think it was like two or three months ago. Apparently, they're also working on a follow-up, which is almost done. So going to talk to him about all of that stuff. Before we do... Cue the music. The platform, platform, platform. The platform, platform, platform. The platform, platform, platform. The platform, 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 platform. Yo. And we've got action. Andy's invited the dog along. God, it's a it's a gang meeting. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I was worried for a second because when you came on, normally it just shows the per- the image first and then the audio kicks in. But when it opened, it was just a black screen and I was like, ah, here we go. This is going to uh, be. Yeah. The old Zoom issues. No, it's looking, looking good. Are you not living in LA right now? I am, yeah. So why are you wearing both? <laughs> you're wearing a hoodie and a beanie, is it? So yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Is it um, dropped below 30 degrees Celsius for once, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Once it's uh, the opportunity hits, you, you got you to gotta take it. I've been out here for seven years, and like, I came from the East Coast. I was about where... to say Connecticut, wasn't it? Or so, round about there? Yeah, Connecticut. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I've I've completely become a uh, a wuss when it comes to the to the cold. I don't see, want see any it, part yeah. of cold weather, snow, any of it. So as soon as it gets below like seventy here, I'm like, get the bean, let's get the hoodie. See, so you've, you've acclimatized. You're you're a West Coast softy now. That's what you're telling yeah, me. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like God, it's a little chilly out. It's like twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> So it kind of seems like 2020 has been your year because when everyone else has been suffering, you've just decided to go on a skater of the year tear. Uh, that's nice of you to say. Um, the, we're currently making the unsponsored skater of the year statue. So it will be with you in 14 to 20. <laughs> so you just, yes. Right, cool. Yeah. 
Well, um, you got to hold off because I'm. I think I'm putting out another part uh, this week. Another well, short part. That's why I wanted to snag you now. I wanted to oh, get sick. you before because if you if you make a disappointing one, I can say it's not my fault. <laughs> I, I spoke to yeah, him beforehand, right. and if you make a great one, I can pretend to be a yeah, prophet yeah, that knew it was going to yep. be. I was like, I told you, greatness. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm literally just waiting for like uh, the super eight to get back, which should be here like today, and then I'll put it out this week. Super eight, or you try to crank it up a notch and make this one an an arty an art piece? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I mean, I always just have the same like fisheye long, fisheye long, fisheye long, and I've had a super eight just sitting there forever. And when we made the the Sunday Park video, yeah, um, Brandon shot a roll of film, uh, Sayer shot a roll of film, and Dempsey shot a roll of film, and so just compiling all that film because I was the editor, I was like, oh, this is kind of dope. Um, so I kind of wanted to steal that, that vibe from them. So, yeah. That's got to be a pain in the ass to do, like getting, turning that from film into something you can use must be. It's not that bad. There's a place out here that, um, does it really easy for you. Like you, you order the film and you prepay for the development and like the digitizing ahead of time. So you just get the roll of film in the mail and then just drop it off when you're done and they're going to like email me the file. So there, yeah, there's this place out here that makes it super easy. And it's, it's not expensive to do that. It's, it's not cheap, but it's worth it. <laughs> right. okay. Beauty comes at a cost, right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, I mean, I mainly got it because uh, I'm also making another Bellino part. I also wanted to ask you about that, but we're, we're right. You're getting yeah, ahead of yourself here. To, you're getting, yeah, yeah. So I don't I've, I've got a process here. You're, you're screwing yeah. it up. <laughs> Let's talk about all but these want, sections yeah. first. Yeah. Um, so, so three. Why normally we get one section from you? You normally you and the guys from. Well, the last time I interviewed John Lake about four years ago, and he said you guys were all still living in the house then. But I think he was planning on moving out, and it doesn't. From the background, it doesn't look like you're in the same place. <laughs> yeah. No. All seven of us live in here. Yeah, in the same, yeah. Sleeps there. Two bedroom there. apartment. We're just yeah. yeah. We're, we're really close. Um and. I was under the impression it was just like a tradition you guys had, like a year long, like we'll bash this out and then we'll have a premiere in, in the back of the house and basically party. But this year you just seem to have gone out on your own and went, I'm just going to make an absolute ton of killer sections. And yeah, as you said, three down already, one to go. So what the hell has been happening this year? Why, <laughs> why, why have we suddenly got so productive? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, and the answer is simple. I uh, basically lost my job at the beginning of the year. I worked for uh, a TV network and that network shut down. And I found myself with a ton of time, a ton of energy, um, like kind of. And then that, that also coincided with like the lockdown and like coronavirus. Uh, so I just honestly, to maintain my own sanity, I pretended I was a pro rollerblader. Um, I was like, I'm just, I'm just going to pretend like this is my job. I also was like, not drinking that uh, part of the year. Like I took, I decided to take like 90 days off drinking and that just happened to coincide with like the beginning of quarantine. So I was really like, I got to get out. I got to do so. I'm like, I would go crazy just sitting inside, no job, no like, socialization and i put out 
quesadilla one at the beginning of the year because I had finished my part. The guys were kind of wrapping up theirs, but we couldn't put out the video and have like a proper premiere and proper party because of the lockdown. And so the guys, I was, you know, I just had a discussion with the guys. I'm like, look, I, I don't want to sit on this footage for too long. I tend to really start to hate my footage when I have it for too long. I just want to put this stuff out there and then I'll make a new part for the, um, you know, to have the, be in the video with all you guys. And they're like, cool, put it out and film a new one. You, whatever, do your thing. So I put out Quesadilla 1 and then Quesadilla 2 was supposed to be my part for um, Charles Broccoli. And then I finished that for relatively quickly and was like, I'm kind of doing in the same position. Like there's, California's not opening it up. It doesn't look like we're going to be able to have a big party. Nobody wants to put out the video yet. All right, here we go again. I'll put out this section and just call it Quesadilla 2. And my next thing will be my Charles Broccoli section. And then the, it just keeps I'm sensing happening. a pattern here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just kept going out, kept skating. Um, the first two were mostly with, well, the first one was with the whole gang. The second one was pretty much just with John Like. We would go out um, and skate a bunch. And then John went to the East Coast. And then me and Bellino were skating a bunch, working on his VOD. So yeah, that's just how it's been going. And then this one, same deal, just been going out a bunch with Bellino. And yeah, just finished another part. I mean, they're all short parts. Like the the third one was like 90 seconds. The first two were like two and a half. So they're, they're short parts. It's not like I'm going out filming like a five minute banger. It's just, you know, short, short uh, little deals. I mean, you say they're short, but you, there's no slow-mo in there and you're just cramming in loads of tricks. So like, <laughs> if, you, if you did the whole like ramp slow-mo a few times, you might be able to stretch that shit out to like two minutes, two and a half minutes, easy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Um, so you said you said you lost your job, but I remember, yeah. was, was I not right in thinking like you, you had your own like sitcom for a while or something going on? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I worked for the Audience Network, which is like DirecTV's television network. Um, eventually AT&T bought DirecTV, so it was AT&T's network, uh, neither here nor there. But yeah, so I my first gig with the network was I worked on the Dan Patrick show. I uh, did that for like five years. I also hosted his like wrap-up show. Um, and then once I got out here, um, I still was able to work for the, for the network. I just basically essentially transferred from my hometown of Milford, Connecticut to LA and when I got out here, I was doing a short like web series thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember seeing like you guys posting about them every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. And then one of the editors at the network showed the head of the network, what we were doing. And he was like, these are great. Let's put these on, you know, as interstitial, you know, comedy entertainment stuff. So we were like, cool. And then that just progressed a little bit. And then we ended up making like 10 minute episodes. So a season for us was like 10, 10 minute episodes. And we did a couple seasons of that. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, that was fun. Like basically the whole gang got to work on that. Like Dempsey would direct it. Um, Golombeski would produce it. Um, you know, Rosen would act in it. John would act in it. So it was a fun, uh, it was a fun time. So is that over now or like, it's yeah, just so all of that can come to a halt? Yeah. So Basically, we did four seasons, and that was it. And then after that, I worked um, still for the same network. I just worked. Uh, 
on other projects or I worked on like uh, the Rich Eisen show as a camera operator and I would do some like sketches uh, for him here and there. Uh, yeah, so we did four seasons, it was, it was great. And um, yeah, we tried to like turn it into other stuff, but um, just didn't happen, you know. So did that make things tough for you when, like, I'm guessing you got made redundant or then, like, what what happened when coronavirus hit in the U.S.? So it was weird. Um, the network was shutting down regardless of right. corona. Like, so it was, it just happened. To, the timing was, like, just weird where we happened to be um, shutting down the network at a time when, like, most things were getting shut down anyway. They actually kept us on for a little bit longer at the start of like the lockdown because it was like they didn't know what was what was really going on so it actually kept us employed for a little bit longer strangely yeah. Um, but yeah so now i'm just doing like uh freelance video stuff here and there wherever i can and trying to get a new like permanent gig um but like i said i was in in lieu of going completely insane i just pretended i was a professional rollerblader went out and skated every day I mean, you're in one of the places to do it because you've got the weather all year round and then you've got an infinite amount of skate spots if you just drive wherever the hell you want. And then yeah. it's not like you don't have the caliber of skaters to like push you as well. So, I mean, even just yeah, exactly. like even with like Mike and John alone, they're really good. But then when you start adding in all the pros or former pros or whatever the hell we're calling them in our industry now yeah incredible skaters that aren't getting paid what they should be um there there's quite a lot of them out your way and you seem to be hanging about with most of them i mean i've seen you guys in the background the john from edits and bellino edits uh sean darst like you guys seem to be just hanging about with all of them yeah it's uh it's largely due to uh the sunday brunch um thing just like it that really like brought all of LA skaters together. Um, uh, I mean, that's why the first Bellino VOD got made. Like we were just, he wasn't even skating, you know, and then just like started to come back. And then all of a sudden, you know, to no one's shock whatsoever was ripping again immediately. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just hanging out with the guys every week, every Sunday and like, skating a bunch and then drinking some beers and talking shit like john was like oh, i think i could make another part i'm like bro i'm right here i got a camera let's go so yeah i think a large part of the productivity was also just the relationships formed from sunday brunch right i was going to ask about that because yeah from my understanding because obviously guys from the uk go out to california every year for bladen cup and they said they'd even seen bellino and like went to see his band perform i think they said it viper or whiskey a go-go or it was one of one of those and apparently he wasn't even skating anymore and like just wasn't even really entertaining talking about blading i think he was just like done completely and then instagram clips just started emerging online you're like he doesn't look as if he's been away like he, he still had like he still looked rock solid on skates he still had the confidence and he was still doing like weird creative tricks which yeah. you don't expect for someone that's been out like that their brain still is working that way so how did he first start coming along to sunday brunch if he wasn't skating anymore i think i honestly think um dempsey invited him over to uh his place the old house that we used to all live at dempsey still lives 
because you guys you guys have known John since you lived back home. Like you guys have known him for years, right? Yeah, I knew him when he was little, little, little tiny ripper. Uh, now he's bigger than me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we've known him forever. So uh, and we weren't hanging out like at all. Um, definitely, you know, we weren't skating. Like it was kind of like we were doing our thing, like the you know Dempsey and John, and Mike and me and Nick Taylor going Besky Rosen. We were kind of in our crew. He was kind of doing his thing, even when he was skating. And then when he was just um, doing music, yeah, we didn't, we just weren't hanging out that much. Just not intentionally, just, you know, you'd get into a routine and, you know, we go out with us. He would go out with his guys. And then Dempsey invited Bellino over for some kind of hang. We were just doing like a barbecue or something at Mike's place. And uh, Bellino came and just, we were skating P-Rail or something. And he just like saw how much fun we were having. And he was like, oh, damn, like, I miss you guys. I miss this. Like, I think something clicked in him where he's like, maybe had taken enough time off to where he was like craving skating again. Once he, once he saw it, once it was, you know, the hang and like the like energy of like, you know, just being with your buddies and skating, I'm sure yeah. just to some degree, he didn't know it, but he missed that. And then he was like, oh, damn, like looking at all of our skates and like seeing what was going on. He's like, oh, well, you know, let's get some skates. And then I think, Julio heard and gave him some skates. He's, he's yeah, and... John's got his finger on the pulse. He's like, get that guy on some names. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, Julio's just like skate, 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 skate. Everybody gets skates. Um, I'm starting to get that. Impre- Literally, everyone I speak to knows someone or has had a pair of skates off Julio, and I'm like, I- I'm I'm now just referring to Julio as Santa Claus because yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the most generous dude. Um, yeah, and then um, and then obviously we were all like, Oh, come to brunch. That was kind of when brunch, we were just uh, starting to get into our routine uh, like a couple of years ago. And then, uh, yeah, John started coming to that and then was ripping. And uh, I was like, dude, let's make a BOD. I was about to say, so how long, what was the time period from John like showing up and basically putting back on skates for the first time to then you guys going, right, let's get to work. Let's, let's do this. Probably like six months. Okay. It wasn't like immediate. Yeah. Um, I think he did need to get like his sea legs back a little bit. Um, but man, it didn't take long. Cause it like some people have been like, Oh, it's amazing to see him back. And you're like, but you can tell he's not quite, you can tell he's not quite back to a hundred percent yet. But then I was like, if this is, if this is just an indicator of like him getting warmed up and then he's already filming for a second one and I've seen some like screenshots, I'm like, well, if that, if that was the warm up, the warm up was pretty impressive. So yeah, what's coming yeah. next is, is sounding promising. Yeah. It's bonkers. I've never, uh, I've never seen anything like it. Like he's a straight up uh, prodigy in my opinion. He's just like, he's so athletic and so, in control at all times it's uh it's insane and just crazy productive we'll go out he'll pick me up at like 10 a.m we'll go out and by one o'clock one th- like he'll have five clips and we'll be like do we keep going like what's the point of go- <laughs> what do we do let's go get a beer and let's look at this footage and just be like pumped like he's just insane and listen to some yeah. kate bush and <laughs> yeah I saw the I saw the Instagram clips. Um, so, see when when you go out, does John does John film you as well? Did he help you film any of your parts or? Yeah, yeah, I had to uh, teach him how to freak the point three. 
yeah, he's coming along as uh, quite the little uh, filmer there. Right. Okay. But yeah, we'll just, we'll just take turns. Um, um, but for the first one, it was like he was the priority. I'm like, I'm coming out and filming. If I don't get any clips, fine. Like you're the priority. But if we happen to be skating a spot that I wanted to get something on, yeah, he'd be like, because it's. You. It seems like you guys have kind of found spots that have then leaked into other people's parts because there's stuff that I've seen in John's VOD and then literally a month or so later, Alex Brosco has got a section coming out and it's got the shared spots in it or spots that you're famous for, like the one that you do, you always do a line on. It's like a short rail and then a stair set and you always, you did like the fakie seven, then the forward mm-hmm. seven down it. Mm-hmm. And then you see Brosco skating it and you're like, well, those guys must have told Alex where that is because that's their spot. Yeah, I was there. The spots that you just know uh, to now be assist. like yours. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and take the assist on that one. I was there that day. <laughs> I was actually. It's funny that you bring that up. I was. Uh, that, I think that was the first day I ever skated street with Brasco. Um, right. And I was just like, he's my hero. He's my favorite skater. I was just like nerding out. I did, uh, I did like a cab royale on the first uh, rail and then landed in fakie seven the, uh, stairs for no camera, for no reason, just like. Well, and other, I lo- other I was than like, try to show off to Alex, of course. Exactly. I'm like, Case, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing right now? I was just like, <laughs> but I was just so, so like skating straight with Brasco. Let's go. Just, just revert but, to like your 15 year old self and you're like, ex- you just, just grow exactly. out. Exactly. Totally. I was like a little bit embarrassed and a little bit like, whatever, man, who cares? That's got to be one of those experiences that can be make or break, though, because in because Bladen is so small, it's so easy to meet like your quote unquote heroes or people that you've at one point looked up to. And it's one of those things that can very much go either way, because if the person's not in a great mood or the person just happens to be particularly shy or you just do something to rub them the wrong way and you don't even realize it. And it might not even, it might just be your personalities clash. It can just be an absolute like deflating experience. Does that happen to you? I've, I've had experiences where, well, because it, through running the magazine over the years, I've had interactions with people that I used to like hold a lot of respect for. And then as a result of those interactions being like, well, oh, I don't really think as highly <laughs> as you, of you anymore. And I'm sure it's worked. I'm sure people have seen yeah stuff and then went, oh, he seems like a nice guy and then met me and thought, I guess a dick. So, yeah. <laughs> but like, and because Alex kind of has a reputation for being quite shy as well. Like he's not really known as like the outgoing, loud, you know, sociable type. So what was it like basically spending a day with Alex and skating street? It was sick. It was awesome. Yeah. He was super nice. It was, he's a funny dude. Um, yeah, it was fun. He, he didn't, he didn't seem quiet or anything to me. We were just talking shit, skating and yeah, joking around. It was fun. He's cool. Yeah, the only two times I've interacted with him is one when I interviewed him and quizzed him relentlessly for about two hours. And he was probably just like, I don't want to answer these questions anymore. (laughs) And then our times have been at events where events are quite overwhelming places at the best of times. So Mm. there's only certain types of people that can really turn it on there and be like, and be, you know, the man of the room kind of thing. Um, How did the whole Sunday brunch thing, because that's become like this big movement thing now where you've got the website. I didn't realize you had so many videos. Like there's like 20 videos on there. Then there's obviously the full length that you edited. Mm-hmm. And then there's the clothing line and now there's a skate. Mm-hmm. Like where, wh- whose brainchild was that? Where did that <laughs> all come from? Because it just seemed to, like I saw it on Instagram being like, oh, that's, re- that's really cool. Like they've got Stockwell and they've got Billy mm-hmm. O'Neill and stuff like that and just hanging out and Brandon Smith and basically 
so many different generations of yeah, skaters. murderers are out, yeah. Um, and then it's like, and now they've got a ton of content. They've got a clothing line and a skate and a wheel. Yeah, that that went that went from nothing to a hundred <laughs> yeah, in yeah. no time whatsoever. That escalated quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it started with McMullen and Cruz. Just like on one lunch break, they were like, "Hey, let's skate," and then and then it turned into just the following weekend. They're like, "Oh, let's just do it Sunday and like go get you know micheladas after." And then I got the invite um, from Cruz. Cruz or Jeff or something. And I had never even met Mike McMullen. Um, so I went and I think I've been to every, almost every single one since. And me and McMullen are like best friends now. Um, so yeah, it just, it's just a fun, it's just a super fun uh, vibe. And like the group of dudes is, is gnarly. We've all gotten um, pretty close. Um, and then, yeah, with the, with the video, we just, we were obviously doing the weekly like GoPro thing and like half of the fun of Sunday brunch was like, it doesn't matter. Like you can do a trick shitty. It's just for the GoPro. Like we're just having fun. Like just skate for a couple hours and then go to a Mexican joint, get some micheladas and tacos and talk shit. Um, and then at some point, I think we had made like 50 of those. Um, and McLemolin was like, let's just, you know, let's not go crazy, but let's do some, a, a slightly more professional version of what we're doing. Like, yeah, it's fun, but we could still have fun and kind of make something. So we were trying to figure out like what that would look like. And we just settled on like, all right, well, my camera's good enough and like still fun to use. Cause it's like, it's not like a clunky HVX. It's just like, you know, still fun little camera, throw a fish eye on here and whatever. And so we just spent 10 Sundays, um, you know, taking a break from the Instagram posting, basically just keeping it to ourselves and threw together the video and me and McMullen worked on it together. And Yvonne helped with the, the graphics and everything and gave notes. And it was a super, super fun thing to make. And I'm really proud of it. Um, and then with the skate and the wheel and everything, that's totally just McMullen and John being like, you know, you guys are doing something, let's, let's make something out of it. And yeah, McMullen's just like a creative workhorse, like that, the, the faucet like gets turned on and you can't turn it off. And he's just like, well, let's, let's do shirts. Like, I uh, just, you know, low key designed wheel. And like, if you need graphics for this and you need graphics, he's just like the most um, productive and like helpful and, uh, yeah, he's just always down to to be making stuff with with the buddies. It did kind of seem inevitable, like something like that would happen because you guys aren't just a group of skaters. There's a massive group of creatives in there as well. Like I saw Sarah Danforth was there. Obviously, he was like involved in Life Plus. There's yourself, like working in the film industry and making skate videos. Jeff, like photographer. Then yeah, Mike McMillan does like advertising and like graphics as well or something like that mm -hmm. yeah. so it's yeah. like it's just you guys have got yeah. so many more things in common than just skating so it just seemed <laughs> yeah. inevitable that you were going to be like well this isn't enough like <laughs> yeah it's funny it's like like exactly like you're saying and everybody everybody contributed which made it cool like on any single day you'd see like obviously me filming with my camera um 
like Nick Taylor would have like his big Sony, like, Oh, I'm just going to make a, I'll just low key make like a quick promo for the, for the shirts or whatever. And like Sayers shooting, you know, super eight millimeter and Jeff's like taking film pictures and Brandon's taking film pictures. It's just like, yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a creative, like productive clan of dudes. And yeah, there's inevitable that a lot of content would get made. It kind of seems like you've got that in most aspects of your life though, because I don't really, I, I'm not aware of what the timeline is, but obviously all you guys from, I'm guessing from the same area in Connecticut or near enough in Connecticut, all ended up in this house in LA. Mm-hmm. Was was it a, like discussed about decision before you moved out there or did one of you move first and the rest were like, well, shit, his life looks better than ours. We're, we're going out there too. <laughs> like this yeah. sucks. I'm not staying at home. Because yeah. like... Mike Dempsey's obviously a photographer with those amazing, I, I can't even tell whether it's Photoshop or they're just really well set up. I don't understand the mechanics of it whatsoever. John Lake's obviously doing, uh, does like stunt work sometimes, I understand he does camera work. I've seen him like skating alongside cars and stuff. And he's been in a sitcom as well, is that right? Uh, yeah, he's acted in, in a bunch of stuff, yeah. Um, and then obviously you've got Mark Rosen doing the whole like Kirby Jenner thing that's just went viral and ended up with a TV yeah. show. So how how did you guys all end up in that house out in LA? Um, Mike Dempsey was the first one who moved out. Um, he moved to, uh, to LA, I don't know, it might be like 10 years ago now, maybe more. But yeah, Dempsey was the first one. Um, and then I'm trying to think who was next. Yeah, either way, one by one, we all uh, moved out. Um, but I, I was the second to last, Nick Taylor. Uh, we were working together in Milford on uh, the Dan Patrick show. And it was me and Nick. And then like at that point, everybody else had moved out to LA. And we we're just like, hmm, we have no okay, friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All our friends have uh, left. All our friends are gone. Um, and I went out. Uh, we had like a vacation and I came out and visited and I was like, well, of course I'm moving here. Like it was insane. It was just like, you know, the guys all here skating and the weather. And it was just, as soon as I came out and visited, I was like, yeah, I'm coming out. And then right when I got back from vacation, I basically just asked the big boss if I could relocate. And then that left poor Nick all by himself. He's like, then he was really like, oh, no. He's like, all my friends do actually hate me. He's like, they've all <laughs> yeah. left. Yeah. And then, but it only took Nick, uh, you know, a few months or maybe a year, somewhere between those two. And he was like, I'm, I'm coming. So that must also have been quite cool that you're all like friends from essentially growing up out in LA trying to make it and then all in kind of relatively similar industries. Cause you must've been able to like help each other out at times because you said that, you know, you've got work of other people, like other people that you grew up with and they must be meeting people and be like, Oh, well, I can't do this for you, but you know, Mike can or Casey can or like, and just putting each other in cause networking on your own is hard. But if you're yeah. networking with a group, then you know it just increases it's like a numbers game and it increases your chances yeah i mean looking back on living in the house we were basically a production house we we're basically a, a production company that, that is like, what it looked like yeah mike was the director we could all operate cameras like Golombeski was you know can shoot edit produce everything uh also our buddy jess dunlap he was the only one who lived in the house that didn't skate he's like a legit dp 
So, and then you had, you know, Rosen, John, like Nick, my brother, Shane lived in the house too. He's um, so it was like, if anybody even had like anything remotely close to a, some semblance of an idea it was like we had it shot and edited and a rough cut by eight o'clock that night so it was just like anything you wanted to make you could make it if you weren't making something it was like it was on you and then as far as like actual gigs yeah we were just able to pull each other in all the time and we still do i mean me and golem besky and uh nick all worked on the rich eisen show and at one point dempsey was doing it too rosen was doing it too so it was just like it was so easy to be like oh do you need anybody to do anything i have seven best friends and they're all standing right behind me <laughs> so i mean it's like the it's like the no excuses for not having an idea reach fruition because how many people have been like oh i would love to make this music video or i'd love to make this like short film or i've got an idea for like something but it just nine times out of ten it never becomes a reality because there's too many roadblocks in the way or you can't find like-minded people who want to dedicate their time to your stupid idea yeah. whereas you've you've literally had a house full of people that were like just ready at the snap of our fingers to drop everything and go right let's yeah let's oh, it does sound like a dumb idea but let, let's see it out yeah. and see what happens yeah yeah exactly i mean that's how the show i was doing became a thing it was just like I mean, I shot the very first one on my own, but after that, it was like, hey, Mark, can you can you give me a hint? Like, hey, Mike, do you want to direct this? And it just became like, yeah, without them, I don't think it would have become a thing. It's, you know, just having um, that level of talent at your disposal at all times. Um, it, it was It was extremely, helpful and everybody still is we still all have each other's backs and we still all work together all the time and rosen and dempsey are killing it with the kirby show that i don't know if you saw on um their show it was awesome oh, so i've seen funny. i've seen little bits of it yeah um yeah. i thought mike must have been involved in some way i thought it's got to be his photoshop skills but yeah i was yeah. kind of wondering how that all mm -hmm. came about um how pissed are you guys that mark is like the most famous out of all of you now and probably gets <laughs> probably gets recognized in the street <laughs> people probably walk past and just scream kirby in his face yeah honestly uh i don't think any of us are shocked mark has that like right place right time kind of quality to him just like oh but he's he's absolutely hilarious um, uh, yeah, nobody's, nobody's shocked that he, he's the one who, uh, is the star. Um, I, I think it's pretty obvious that you guys have all got a pretty good sense of humor because in the videos, well, they've all got like just ridiculous names to start with. I, I don't mm -hmm. really understand what the food theme is or where that's emanated <laughs> from, or if you just thought it would be really easy to get props for all these videos. Cause we just destroy food. <laughs> you know, what's um, funny about that is the first one that we did. We were just, we called it breakfast. Um, and Mike was, was just, just had pitched the name breakfast and I couldn't stop laughing. And we were like, yeah, that's it. We didn't anticipate anything past breakfast. So like, it may seem like, oh, breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, breakfast, three, like all the, it wasn't the plan at all. We just laughed at the first idea and then kind of backed ourselves into a corner uh, from a title standpoint, and then just got ridiculous, like 
chicken too, summer of sauce. That makes no I, sense. I literally cannot keep up with all the names that are like pasta la vista, breakfast, lunch, yeah. dinner, uh, wings, buffalo. Wings. God, yeah. Can't, yeah can't so the, 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 um, the rule is on the night of the premiere for whatever video I'm making, that's the night we decide what the next video is called. So it's, we're usually wasted. Super wasted, kid. Yeah. <laughs> that probably helps. You're like, that's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Unless you can't remember it the next day, then that that, that would suck if you came up with we'll something just, gold. And then yeah, yeah just write it down. Yeah, <laughs> permanent marker on someone's arm. Yeah, on someone's so, forehead. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like some of the yeah some of the themes have just been and the one that always sticks out in my head is John like eating the eating the chicken wings and then just jumping out the front door and five forty and over that I think it's a spiked fence or that something was like that. Crazy, yeah, that was crazy. The whole thing is so slippery, like that's basically ice skating from. It, it looked from like one of those things. Room. He made it look a lot easier than it was, but when you actually start paying attention to the details, you're like, that could have went wrong in quite a few ways. Everywhere, yeah, that was dicey, but he stopped it. He's a ripper. Um, yeah, some of those are epic. Although, I need to pull you up for something, because in Pasta La Vista, we've got the 360 wall ride 180 out, which was incredible. You made that look way easier than that should be. It's basically a 540 wall ride. Let's be honest. It's it's a 540 wall wall ride in the middle. Yeah. Um, and then the True Soul Full Cab Soul, which I. Don't I? I think I've maybe seen like a couple of people ever do that. <laughs> yeah, Soderberg. I've seen Soderberg do that. Um, well, we need to pull you up because you you've committed the ultimate blading video faux pas in that section. What? You don't you don't know what's what's the one thing that you can't do in a when you make a blading video? You can't reuse a song. You you've re you re you uh, right. from a famous very famous blading video in your section which one was that i can i don't even remember my song we're talking I, pasta la vista i can't remember what the song's called but it's definitely used in dom west's fine street 2 in the og section and scott crawford and those guys skates it so i couldn't figure out whether you guys were so detached from the blading industry that you just don't watch the videos or if you just went i don't give a shit i'm just using this anyway um I just didn't see that part. I just hadn't seen that part. Because I'm pretty sure it was even like the same, it may even been like the same year or you guys released it later that year. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, you're right. I blew it. <laughs> and that's the end of the interview, right? Good night. Have, have, have a great <laughs> All time. All right, thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, like you guys have made so many videos now. It's, it is an insanely long running series. Can you even remember how many videos you, you've all made? I have. I would have to look at the Instagram. Like, it's got to be at least double figures. Yeah, let me see. If we got it here. Breakfast. Okay, breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert. Breakfast three: wings, buffalo, ranch, chicken two, pasta vista. I made a bunch of quesadillas, and then Charles those, 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 come we, we'll, we only count the full lengths. We don't. We're not counting the independent sections. All right, um, you're right. Also, the name, some of those just don't make sense. How do you jump from breakfast to breakfast three? Where's two and where's chicken one? That's what I want to know. No, I don't know. We're just stupid. I feel like drinking isn't the only thing happening at these parties. But, uh, <laughs> um, it's the rule is whatever makes us laugh. So it doesn't have to make any sense. 
It just has to make us laugh. And that's it. What's the most ridiculous thing that's happened as a result of making these videos? Because you guys set up these weird fake scenarios like, I don't know, John dressing up as a Calvin Klein model or then like murdering someone for making fun of him or like weird stuff must have happened while you were making these. It just must have. I mean, it's all like kind of normal in LA. It's like, it's not uncommon to see a giant strip of bacon karate chopping a, a pepperoni pizza. It just, you know, that's just, that's just kind of the norm out here. Um, so yeah, but let's see, shooting our, yeah, shooting our intros is always, it's always a fun day. I can't think of anything crazy that's happened. It's all, uh, it's just, it's just our normal. This is why interviewing people in the morning is a bad idea because their brains haven't started working yet. And they're like, yeah. I interviewed Greg Preston last week and it was so fun. I was like, man, do you mind if he's like, oh, like, I, he's like, I always get up early in the morning. I like, he's like, that's, that suits me fine. And I was like, cool. And I felt like every time I, we had to do it twice because he had so many stories that it lasted like three hours. And both times for the first 15 minutes, I swear to God, his eyes were closed while he was talking to me. He was just like, I'm like, are you? You all right? And he's like, "Yeah, man, I'm awake." And I'm like, "You don't, you don't seem awake." Um, and then he warmed up and had all the stuff yeah. to come out with. But I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, like I said, I think um, can't think of anything too crazy. It's always just like it's just our normal. Blanked. The, yeah, the other important question: what's what's happened to the? the driveway skate park where's the quarter pipe and the rails and everything else now yeah that's still there that's uh mike still lives in the house um it's right down the street from me we called it the wolf den right uh, so that's um yeah it's uh it's alive and kicking yeah we still skate there we got the box the quarter pipe um yeah that's still so we, like we uh, he's he's had the audacity to make new friends and get them to move into the house is that what you're telling me yeah, ridiculous. I think that's. I think he, he might have to be dead to you for that. That seems like a that seems like a sackable <laughs> offense in, in friendship yeah. circles. And I think even there's some skateboarders that might live in the house. That's just not like intolerable. Yeah, you didn't hear it from me. That's that's fine. That's fine. So what's his address again? Just to send the the hate, <laughs> the hate mail, send it around, and send the traitor T-shirt. Um, <laughs> that's very funny. Um, so you're saying the next the next Black Bandit media video will be half skateboarding, half rollerblading then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got to nah. get the got to get the skate section in now. Yeah. Appeal to the wider demographic now. Yeah. You're never going to yeah, make I'll... money off these videos if you don't start catering to the mainstream, right? I mean, I know you're, you're putting right. them out for free on YouTube, but you've got you've got yeah. to start thinking, got to start thinking of your business head. You're right. <laughs> On top of that, you also briefly, you made an adapt section, was it a year ago or two years ago or something like that? What happened? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm guessing Peter saw you just absolutely murdering it in all these videos and went, please take some skates. Pretty much, yeah. He, I, I loved adapts. Um, have you ever skated them? I have. And Peter made me a pair in return for like an advertising deal we set up. And I skated them for like six months and loved them. And then I had a freak accident on a P-rail and snapped my pelvis and I couldn't look at them again. Oh, <laughs> so no. 
it was literally on my lunch break at work and because you just fall like i'm like 511 so and i fell up like you know when it slipped out and i went up and then came down and the first thing that hit the rail wasn't a hand or a leg it was my and it just broke and i had to drive back to work with a broken pelvis and then i couldn't get out the car so i had to get someone to like help me out the car to go to hospital but after that i couldn't look at those skates because it's like i don't even believe in luck or karma or stuff like that but when you look at something and all you can picture is a really horrible incident, I was like, I'm not, I'm not wearing those ever again. So yeah. someone got a really cheap pair of pretty much pristine adapts. What did you skate after adapts? Uh, oh, when I came back, maybe eons, eons for a while, and then realized I hate skating flat. So just instantly went back to an, an anti-rocker pair of skates. You can skate Aeon's anti. There's no rule oh, that says. Oh no, I did, but anti-ans. then it just, I was like, the whole point of these skates is like, it's meant to be the perfect flat skate and I'm not using it for its purpose. And yeah, plus I had the very yeah. first ones and they had the really stiff cuffs. And uh, I was okay. like, I, when I was like, why are Royale suddenly feeling like a hard trick? So yeah. yeah. Um, I skate Aeon's anti um, and people give me shit for it. And I'm like, I can do whatever I want. You can't tell me what to do. Yeah, you're not the boss of me. You're not the boss of me, dude. <laughs> I put whatever size um, wheels in the middle I want. I would try them. Now that I've seen people, I've tried other people's and they've got like the improved cuff on them now. So yeah, I'd be tempted to try them again. But now I'm wearing them's and they kind of do the job if you get wide, ugly, flat feet, which I do. So <laughs> problem solved. I'm surprised yeah. you haven't caved into pressure. You're with the, you're pretty much with like the unofficial them crew. They must just, do they sneer at you? Do they spit on your skates when you go past them? Saying, um, yeah. Yep. Um, they, cor- they corporate scum. Yep. Corporate scum. They throw um, beer cans at me. Yep. They punch me in my arm yep. and in my chest. Um, no, I skated them for a little bit. My, the quesadilla three, uh, quesadilla three was uh, in them's. Um, I'm just in between sizes. I was like, uh, I skated the extra smalls. Um, extra what size foot are you? Extra small. You're like well, I'm six. a size. I'm a size seven, but I okay. have thick, thick heel pads, so that brings my toe back a bit. Like I was skating size six Solomon's, um, no problem. Um, I skate the smalls or whatever in Aons, but yeah, I was. I'm just in between sizes in them, so the extra small were just a little bit. Um, too small i just have like a weird bone on like my right pinky foot part <laughs> just from skating for so long i just have like this weird callus and that was just like getting messed up um and then a size small i tried and it's just a little bit too big so i'm just in between sizes but i, I did love i did love skating them um yeah it's kind of weird how that works that you know, some people swear by a skate and they'll be like, oh, this is uh, this is perfect for you. You'll love this. And then you try it and you're like, that caused me nothing but pain. Like, you, what, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Just because everyone's feet are so ridiculously different that yeah. just little quirks like feet arches and all this stuff that you just don't think about until you've skated for like 10 years. And you're like, oh, that's why that didn't work. Yeah. Um, My friends do make fun of me, though, because I, I am like uh, any skate that I skate. I'm like, this is the best skate. I like swear by any skate that I'm skating. Like when I had adapts. It was like, this is the best skate. Like, you can't get a better skate than the skate. This is perfect skate. And then I would skate like Solomon. I did like a Solomon with like the. Um, I saw adapt. the modded one you had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, dude, Solomon, you can't go wrong. Solomon, like, but this is the best. It's literally the best. And I'm like, okay, case. Okay. So and I'm like skating ants. I'm like, ants, dude. You know, it's one piece. It's the best. I'm like skating them. So I'm like, this is the best. 
So you can't listen to me when it comes to skate to any skate I put on. I'm like, oh, this is best. I was about to say, so now what you're saying is they no longer trust your opinion on anything to do with skate products because they're like, oh, yeah, yeah cool. What's Casey going to say? It's great. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't listen to me. But I did love Adapts. Um, I think what happened is I got a pair of Solomons just to roll around in, um, just to like take my dog on a walk and stuff. And it was like a flat setup. And I just missed having a, a buckle, honestly. Um, Cause I take the buckle, uh, like the strap off of Aeons. Right. And I just tie them up to the top really tight. Um, oh yeah, that thing like, across oh. the front is stupid and doesn't do anything. And it pops open all the time. Like the one on the Aeons and it rattles. Like there's, yeah. Yeah, that's my other thing. That's my biggest pet peeve in skates is the sound yeah if the noise if is bad you just hate it can't can't do it i've always like even when i did the solomons with the symmetrics sole plate i put a thin layer of cork board in between um the sole and the boot and that made like a nice like sound that's what i was going to say about adapts i think they literally are the best sounding because it's just a dull thud when you land it's not like with some skates there's a clack and the mm -hmm. clack is really off-putting, but with, with those, I don't know if it's the material on top of it, but it just compresses all the sound, and every time you land, it sounds really satisfying. Yeah, I love It's kind of the sound. same yeah, with Valos as well. It must, it's got to be something to do with the skin. Yeah, yeah, adapt sound great, um, and, and sound really good too, because there's no pieces. It's just all one piece, so when you land, you get that nice thud. Yeah. That was the thing I couldn't deal with. I couldn't handle the because the, the cuff didn't move. I like like to have forward uh, backward movement. So all, oh, yeah. there was all attached. That kind of just yeah stuck I'm, in my head. I must have bit. never skated. I must have never skated when they had that cuff. Um. Oh, you know what? I do know what you're talking about because since my heel is so raised, it made the cuff go like this, and then that put like too much tension on the cuff bolt, and my cuff bolt would come out all the time or it would get yeah. really loose. But um. I don't know, maybe they solved that or something. It seems fine now. Um, so talk us through these three sections because there is some stuff in it that is just wild. Like the fact that you just seem to be able to seven or fakey seven any street set you find. And I don't really like that three solo on kinks has become like your thing. <laughs> I like know. You're, I you've now done that multiple times. And that's like, I find solo in a real kind of scary because the option to split it is quite high, whereas with a top so it feels a little bit safer. But you're just absolutely pinging at three souls. Like you kind of you don't go slow at them. And I've <laughs> noticed before 50 Royales as well, you kind of tend to speed up when you go towards them. It's as if you're like, well, if I go faster, I don't have as high to jump. But a three soul is a highly splittable trick. Never split. Knock, that's me knocking on wood. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, enjoy, I your next, enjoy your next session, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm screwed. I just screwed myself. Just getting up to um, it and you're like, that fucking bald, specky yeah. guy. Just put the shit in my head. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have to stop uh, doing that. I keep hitting like, kind of the same note um, with the three solo on kink rails. But um, I, I don't know. You, you, you just seem to be getting bigger. The the first one I saw you do it on was looked shorter and sharper. And then the one in, was it the most recent section? Was it three? Um, was it the ender no, for three was, or two? It was the ender for two, the two. yellow kink. That one was yeah. long. That was like spin, grind, and balance. Yeah, that was actually, um, 
I'm glad I got that because before that spot, we were, it was me and John Mike and we were skating. Um, so that rails in Fontana, this place in California. And uh, it also has like a pretty famous spot that's like a bank to ledge. Uh, and I was skating that first um, and I was trying 540 Alley Soul. And so when you spin, for me anyway, off of a bank, I did, I tried it so many times and I locked one, but I couldn't, it wasn't a long enough slide to use it. Not, it's not the same bank to ledge that you do five kind on. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That one. Right. Okay. Right. I'm with you now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was trying 540 Alley on that for like maybe two hours. So then I was like, John, it's not happening. Let's get out of here. Let's go to the yellow kink. So we go to the yellow kink and John's like still he's John's an afternoon guy. I'm a morning guy, which like we work well together um, in that regard. John like that is. Um, and so it was still kind of morning. Like we had gotten out there pretty early and John was still kind of like trying to warm up or whatever. And I had like sold the rail. I had royaled the rail and I'm like, dude, I'm like feeling pretty warmed up. Like I was just skating that other spot for two hours. Like, I think I'm ready. I think I could three sold this. Like, and he was like, yeah, I'm not warmed up yet. Like go for it. I'll, I'll film you like, like let's get it. And so I was, tr I tried it and my, I was like just off axis just from jumping off a bank and 540 so many times, like it changed to like the equilibrium or something. So I was just like bioing onto the rail and I was like jumping over every time. I'm like, Oh no, like this isn't going to happen. Like this isn't going to work. Like I was, you know, sometimes you'll be like, give yourself a cue. Like, okay, you got to stay inside. You got to stay like stair side. I was overcompensating and trying to stay stair, stair side so hard. And I would land 50 feet that way. I was just jumping over, just bio, 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 jumping over, jumping over, jumping over. And I was like, all right, kids, like you have, if you don't land on the stairs this time, even if you fall, you don't get to try this anymore. And then that was the one that I locked and finished it. And I would have liked to have like, gap to the street or like 180 off but i was like whatever dude i'll take it i'm exhausted i was wondering because when you're rolling away from it most people roll away like yes like with you know the shit eating grin you rolled away just looking exhausted <laughs> you're like yeah, yeah I was. i'm glad yeah. that's over yeah I, it was one of those i'll take it moments not like yeah like that was perfect so yeah i would have i would have liked to have done it better but um, i was also happy with it Right. And my, my thing now is like, dude, I'm, I'm 35. You don't have to, everything doesn't have to be perfect. Just, just have fun. Unless Alex comes out and then it's showtime. Then it's showtime. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbest thing. Such a grom, such a it's, grom. I don't, I don't think you grow. I think if you're that passionate about something, I don't think that goes away. I think that's like, I'm sure if you asked Julio how he feels when he hangs out with like Tom Fry or like those guys, I'm sure he it goes, I'm sure he's like, yeah, I get nervous or whatever. Uh, yeah. You make um, me feel better. Thank you. I'm trying my best, but you know, like, it's, it's embarrassing <laughs> for you. I don't want you to feel bad. Um, you kind of touched on earlier, you mentioned that John Bellino is taller than you, but I remember standing next to John and him being shorter than me. So, yeah, so what does that say about me? It says you're short as fuck. But, uh, really <laughs> but I, I did always wonder that because whenever you see sections, you're literally skating up to a ledge and the ledge comes up to like your chest. And then you somehow manage to either sweat it or fish brain it or do something that you shouldn't be able to do on a ledge that's the height of your chest. So I was like, yeah. either this guy's freakishly tall and has got hops like Demetrius George, 
or there's some serious distortion of like <laughs> you going on here. But because when you're doing those brick banks, I don't know where the hell they are, the red brick banks that you just mm-hmm. seem to ignore LA that there's a bank. LA high. <laughs> you're like, you don't seem to see the bank because you always jump from flat. And I've seen you do about at least six or seven tricks all the way along that thing. It looks high as shit. Yeah, it's pretty high. I think, uh, I mean, I'm five, six. Um, so, but I definitely like to skate high stuff. That's one of the things that I can do is jump pretty high. And also I'm just pretty flexible. So more than like being able to jump crazy high, I could bring my legs up really high and just get into like a little ball. So yeah, I, I skating high stuff is kind of one thing that I do well. And I try and do that when I can. Yeah, because most people, when they're like, oh, I've got the high obstacle, but I've only got two tricks I can do on it. But you seem to do, like, a lot of your tricks on, like, even in, I can't remember if it was Pasta La Vista or whatever, the one that you fish brain around that tight curve and then drop to back rail. And I'm like, that that doesn't look like you should be able to do that on something yeah, that high. That was definitely the highest thing I've ever um, done. But with a rocket fish, like, you don't have, all you have to do is get your foot under your ass and you're fine. Like you don't have to like really get both feet up. The other foot can be lower as long as you're grabbing it. Um, but when I told the guys I wanted to fish bring that, they were like, right. So you're going to jump on the bench first. I was like, no, I think I got this from flat. And they were like, no, you don't. <laughs> Which made me like, okay, let's, let's see. Um, but that was definitely the highest thing I've ever gotten onto. That's but supportive. like I said, with a, a rocket yeah. fish, you just sit, you just sit down, kind of. I mean, you say that, but your balance still has to be right. You have to have your leg underneath you at the right point; otherwise, you're just sliding out in your ass. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love the I love the supportive friendship group, though. They're like, they just don't. <laughs> you're you're gonna waste your time and our time. No, you don't. Yeah. You don't have it. Like, oh, oh, yeah. And I have to film. Oh, thanks. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, that's got to be like an East Coast. I think that's a lot of things that the East Coast share with the UK. That it's a very similar, like, um, like kind of like self-deprecating sense of humor. Because whenever I've been mm-hmm. to New York and stuff like that, it's just everyone just ragging on each other and like essentially giving each other abuse. Which, yeah, if you're from the UK, you're like, oh, I recognize that sense. That's what we do to to our friends. So yeah, yeah. Um, so we've discovered that you can do insane switch ups. You can jump really high and fakey seven and forward seven. I forgot to ask. That was one of the things I had on my list. Who would win the 720 contest? You or Bellino? Because you guys have known each other for years. And I know Bellino, <laughs> I know Bellino loves a seven down a stair set. So Yeah, I've got to give that one to him. He's definitely there's that big set in Oakland that he forward sevened um with nims on those white nims. I forget what part it was. But yeah, I I, I like oh, is uh, that not in- is that not straight? No. Was oh, what was the tour of it? The Vibrox tour video straight? No. What the hell was that? Pariah? No. What was the one where him and might have been and all that went? It was the one before Pariah. I can't remember what that video was called. I know the one you mean though. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's. I've never seen big. him fakey seven though. I've never. I've only ever seen him forward seven a stair set. So you might have him on the on the going backwards. Have you ever seen John Fakey seven a stair set? He must have. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I mean, like way back in the day, in like old Philly. Yeah, he set Fakey seven old Philly stuff. I think he he and Montre were trying 
baking lines. That at one really point. doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. They were, which imagine that you start fakie and then all of a sudden you're like in a forward seven. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, he could definitely, he could probably fakie seven switch bigger sets than I've fakie seven. I like to keep like, I like to do a grind or either in or out of a fakie seven. Cause I, I can't do massive sets. Like, uh, so I, I like to find a medium set that has like a, a grind either before or after. So it's like, okay, well, that wasn't the biggest set, but at least he lined it. So, right. So you basically mean one big enough that you've got the time to spin, but not one big enough that you're shitting yourself as you're going up. Yeah. To it, going, I'm, I really don't want to get hurt on this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, that's fair enough. So I still think you should explore that with John. I think you should bust it out in a game of like, do you guys ever play Blade or Skate or get bored? I think you should do that. You'd be like, John, so John, when was, when was the last time you did a, you did a fakey seven. seven, John. He could probably fakey seven. Yeah, he probably could. Uh, he, he strikes me as that really annoying type that can just, yeah, bring it. You go, oh, I've, literally, never, I've never seen him do this. I'm going to, and you do like an acid royale or something. And then he's yeah. like, oh, no, I've, I've, he's like, I've done loads of those. Yeah. He literally likes, uh, usually so far the pattern is like three quarters into filming his VOD. He'll be like, right, today's a switch day. I need some switch tricks. Like who can, how can you? Have you ever thought that? Like, oh, I'm just going to go out today and only going to do unnaturals today. Yeah. No, never. He thinks like that. He's like, oh, you know, I need some switch shit for my part. Like today will just be a switch day. I'm like, I don't know how you do that. I'm having trouble getting like three clips a day and I'm only spinning one way and only grinding one way. But yeah, he's a prodigy. Yeah. Uh, Another thing Greg mentioned in his chat, he was talking about Julio. Julio hurt his knee, so just only skated switch for a God knows. I don't know how long he said it was, but it sounded like an extended period. So, and he was like, "Oh, so all the tricks that we filmed in, I can't remember if it was uh, Momentum or Independent." He was like, "Oh yeah, all those fish brains and topsoles were switched." And I was like, "That I don't. I'm not switch fish brain and I'm not switch fish brain in like a quarter. Like I'm not." Yeah. So. Doing it down handrails is just that concept makes no sense to me whatsoever. Bonkers, yeah. I think, yeah. I talked to John about that. I think he was saying like his, it's more like the arrangement of like which leg is in front, based on that knee injury that he had to adapt to. Which I'm like, that's crazy. Like yeah. I can do some stuff switch that's actually easier. Like if you're doing like a top mist, you do it off your like your natural backslide or something, or like a misfit, you do it off your natural torque. But like. That makes sense because that's like yeah. it's not my natural soul, but it is my natural backslide foot. So that yeah. like that does make sense. Yeah. But just but just changing, yeah. Mm. No. Yeah. Well, no part. No part of that. No, thank you. Um. So you're saying? Did you say number four is going to be out next week? Maybe this week. Maybe What's today, Monday. Um. Yeah, so I'm hoping to done. put it out. This- it's done. Yeah. I'm just waiting to get the super eight back. And once I get the super eight, I'll plug in the super eight to like, uh, the parts that are just black right now. Um, and it's done. And same thing with Bellino. He's done filming as well. We're just waiting for his super eight and we'll plug that in. So you'll get mine and then you gotta pay up for that good one for the real, for the proper Bellino part. You're really milking the super eight angle. You're kind of, you're going to cheapen, you're going to cheapen this by just shoving it in everything, right? It's not, you know, is this going to be, is this going to be 2020s? Uh, what, what was it everyone used to do in like the early 2000s? Um, what the hell was that annoying effect? Like stop, um, not stop motion, but like, 
every skate video for a while was either in HD and always time lapse. Every skate video uh, had a yeah. time lapse for yeah. it felt like a five year period. Is this yeah. is Super Eight going to become the new time lapse? Maybe. I mean, I feel like Super Eight's kind of always been there. They always use it in skateboarding and like BMX and stuff. And Alex's part that just came out, Greg used Super Eight. Um, which was yeah. quite, that was kind of a shock because there was no promo for that, no even indication that a new section was coming out. And then they just released, like, it was like, there you go. And that was, yeah, it was That's wild. So that was good. So I watched it this morning and for that hundredth time. Yeah, I've, I will grom out in Alex's stuff. I'll watch, I'll watch that quite a few times. Um, yeah. So you've got a new part coming out. Bellino's got a new part coming out. When's, when's the new, uh, Black Bandit thing going to happen. What, what are you saying it's called? Charles Broccoli. Charles Broccoli. Yeah, that's right. Who um, came up with that? Your boy. I came up with that one. Okay. Um, yeah, that one, we went through a lot of names, but landed with Charles Broccoli. Um, that'll, I mean, those guys are all done too. They were done for the most part, like before they were done in uh, like February. It's just, they were like, oh, I'd like to get a couple more tricks. And then the big thing keeping us from putting that out is that we just want to have a big party. Um, like that's the main motivation for those guys, like John in particular, to have like a big celebration and a big rager. John's like, up, up, throws a good party and just loves that, um, that big payoff, like, you know, getting hurt and going going out and getting tricks like that. The big payoff for him is the party. So I don't think they're going to put that out until they can have uh, a big enough party with, with, especially in California with Corona. I don't know how soon that'll be, but the parts for the most part are done. I know John's part is done. Um, Dempsey's done. Nick Taylor's done. So they could put it out for, for me. It's a, a little bit, painful the premiere because i don't like everybody watching my stuff it's awkward for me right so i'm kind of like cringy when my part's gone that's why I, we always put my part first because i just want to get it over with um so for me i'm like i'm uncomfortable watching my skating with it in a big party with a bunch of people so that's why i was like let me just put put out what i got because i can't stand sitting on footage for too long i just get sick of it um but yeah those guys who put it out whenever um, but yeah, my part will probably be out this week. That's quite funny because you guys give off the impression as a collective that you're all kind of showmen to a certain extent. Like you, it, it, I, I'm quite surprised to find that you're like, nah, I don't like the spotlight. Get that the hell. Because John in particular is like, John seems like the kind of like Chris Edwards figure of your, your like little like group. And I could see him very much being like the guy at the parties, like, hey, and, you know, chatting away to everyone. But I yeah, also kind of get that impression from everyone that everyone like, you know, make, yeah. making Mark both seem like quite goofy and funny. And yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I'm just, I just get uh, probably a little bit too in my head or insecure about just, just with skating stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm always happy to put my part first and get it over with and then, and then party the rest of the night. Right, John told me he invites a but like you guys invite a bunch of people that don't skate as well. Let like you just come and it's basically just a spectacle and an excuse to get drunk and party all night. Yeah, John. John's a a party animal. Um, yeah, no, that that's uh, 
that's accurate. Like at our premieres, it's probably mostly non bladers. Right. Um, but yeah, that's the other thing. It's like, they don't know what the hell they're looking at, but they, like, they don't care that it's true spinning. It's not full cap. Yeah, they all just yeah, look the same. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that, that, I mean, I think that's why Mike has like made, I mean, he's just creative and crazy anyway. So, but like, you know, having cool, crazy, weird things in his part and editing it wild. Like he knows that on the premiere night, like he just wants it to be entertaining. Like he yeah. doesn't necessarily care if it's like, obviously his tricks are insane and he can do shit that nobody else can do, but he always makes his parts super entertaining partially for that reason, because at the premiere, you know, half of the people aren't bladers. I think that is, it's one is that you guys kind of operate on like the fringe of blading. Like you get none of you guys are sponsored. Like John's mentioned it before that he's got no desire to be like, he's just got other stuff going on, but yet every year people look forward to you guys releasing something because they know that the level of skating is going to be great and it's going to be an original concept or at least a funny and entertaining concept. And it feels like more than just a skate video. It feels like something that you could show to a friend that doesn't skate and they'd be like, Oh God, these guys like, cause it looks like you're having a lot of fun and it's funny to watch. And I don't think, I think it's something that like transcends just being a skate video. It is, oh, thanks, it is pure entertainment. Thanks brother. Yeah. I think um, for, for me, I'm, I, if you watch them, i my part is always just kind of straight skating. It's not anything that, that has that not, crazy. that's not gone without me. I'm like, cool. <laughs> that, that, this guy's not that funny. Cause he doesn't have any, he doesn't have any stuff and he's, he's just got the skating. Yeah. Yeah. I, I try and keep it pretty. I try and keep like comedy, comedy and skating, skating, um, except with like, you know, the intros and the bonus and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, that's just everybody's personality in our crew is different. That's the other thing. Um, we all are responsible for our own parts. So Dempsey edits his, John edits his, Nick edits his, I edit mine. So like you have a weird amalgamation of personal styles in, in every video because it's not just one person making the whole thing, um, which I think makes it cool. Like. I can't edit like Dempsey. I, I'm, I'm not like putting narration in it like John. Uh, so it's it's a cool kind of hodgepodge of styles because we're all responsible for our own parts. But that is what like, and despite the fact that, yeah, because I remember John mentioned, oh, we all edit our own stuff. It still does look cohesive. It doesn't look like five or six completely different. It just looks like you're getting an insight into each person's personality because marks always just look a little bit, let's be honest, weird. It's always just like, <laughs> like a bit weird and a bit really random. And then mm -hmm. John, like John likes are always like kind of like cheesy, kind of it's always got some kind of reference to a film or like something like Kitchy, that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, despite it, it doesn't look like it's made by yeah it doesn't look like it's just kind of shoved together it does look like each part belongs in the one piece yeah that's probably also like there is a, some level of consistency since we've been doing it so long and everybody has their own style so every time the video comes out like you you know you're going to get a little a weird thing from mark you know you're going to get something you know out there from john um so yeah, I think just our consistency and putting something out every year um, and everybody maintaining their style um, probably bridges that gap of like crazy 
versus like fully cohesive. Well, that's it. Because I mean, you guys are a friendship group for a reason. So it's sure, like yeah. you you guys do have shared interests and a shared or similar sense of humor. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been friends for so long. So yeah, it obviously exactly. translates into making these yeah. videos. Yeah. Um. So the worrying thing is. I don't know if I really want to wish you well for your career because it seems like the worse your career gets, the more the more skating content we want. So maybe maybe I'm hoping for your your film career to yeah. be sabotaged. Yeah, never get never get a job ever again. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying, but I'm not trying that hard. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I'm trying to get a new gig, but between me and you, I'm okay with how things are going. So basically, you're getting by, is what you're saying. Yeah. But I mean, I, uh, 2020 was just a crazy year. It was a weird year. And I was just like, look, I'm just going to focus on what I can control and what like, honestly is going to keep me sane. And also just having the opportunity of one, the time and two, like spot availability, like when everything was closed down, like, you could skate it now. Like, you know, me and John did a couple of days downtown skating stuff that normally is, a, you know, you get kicked out like that. And, you know, this was after like the first like super shutdown, like we obviously stayed inside for that. But then once things started to open up, but um, yeah, you could skate spots that normally you couldn't in LA. So just wanted, we, we took that opportunity. That must have been pretty wild being able to, yeah, skate like stuff. You're like, I've never even been able to put my skates on here before. And now I'm getting to session it. What, yeah. what was it like going out filming during, because, well, in the UK, we just had strict ones where it's like, you stay your ass inside and you're allowed to go out for a walk or go to the shops. So we just, yeah, most of us didn't even bother. What yeah. was it like skating around what's essentially a metropolis and having it to yourself? That must have been kind of weird, like cool or, and weird. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It was cool and weird. It was like, um, it was almost felt like the walking dead or something or like some zombie movie where it was like, this is a ghost town. And yeah, it was strange. Like the highways being empty, like the street downtown LA just being like completely empty. It was, it was weird, but it was also kind of cool and kind of fun. And, you know, we were also trying to be safe and like hand sanitize and masks and all that stuff. And, you know, steering clear of people and trying to do it safely, but also, uh, yeah, it was weird. I remember one day we went out and we were skating a school and the school was covered in caution tape. Like at all, everything was just caution tape. It was like at the beginning. And we were like, should we be doing this? Like you're already sketchy hopping a fence and skating a school anyway. Like I'm an, I'm a adult man, I'm 35. I'm, I'm hopping a fence and skating inside of school. I get that's just what we do. But like, if you stop and think about it, it's already a little bit weird. And oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird on multiple levels. Yeah. It's weird on multiple levels. And then what now we're also in a pandemic and this particular school is like covered in caution tape. So we like got my trick and like got out of there. That was the, that was the one time it felt like this is this is extra weird. So yeah, we got in and got out on that one. It, yeah, adds a new dimension to it. Yeah, I know what you mean because... Yeah. Yeah, if you look up skate spots in Google Maps and you're like, well, most of the good skate spots are either outside schools or churches. And then you're like, someone sees my Google history and they're like, why is this guy looking up all these schools? This looks <laughs> weird as hell. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 
did you ever did you guys ever run into like police or anything like that while you're out because at the best of times in my experience police are rarely pissed off with you skating more often than not they're just confused and especially as you get older they're like when you're a kid they're like man what you like you're gonna hurt yourself behave and then when they see you when you're older and you're out filming and skating they're like don't you have anything better to do? Yeah. <laughs> but they're not they're yeah. rarely angry more often than not they're just a bit like puzzled like yeah is, is this what you're spending your time doing like yeah so did, yeah normally was there any time they met you during like during coronavirus because they're like everyone's inside except you idiots trying to hurt yeah. yourselves on a stair set yeah there was one time we were skating a school and this is on more towards more like the end of quarantine but also like there were like protests and stuff going on in la and um yeah it was it was gnarly and uh so we were skating the school that had a particularly high fence like 20 foot like not chain link, like straight bar kind of fence, like tough to get in, but we were skating these ledges in there and some cops came up to the uh, uh, wall and were like, we, we looked at the, they were just looking at us and we we're like, hey, what's up? Like, are we okay? And they're like, yeah, you know, we got bigger fish to fry. We're not hopping this fence. <laughs> I was about to say, they're like, get out and you're like, you're gonna have to come in and get me yeah yeah like i'm not doing that (laughs) yeah they were just like right you're not you're not drinking or breaking stuff we're like no they're like all right yeah go ahead and rollerblade like there's a pro there's like riots going on over here and like there's a pandemic over here like whatever whatever guys you know they were just like more exhausted than like yeah anything they're like okay fine skate yeah when when you put it in that context it's like yeah they're like we've got other stuff that we can yeah. be busy in ourselves with yeah, yeah. plus they i've always I've, I've always found that quite funny when you're skating a spot that's quite hard to access and then someone sees you doing it and they're like get the hell out of there and you're like make me yeah what are you gonna do it's gonna Go be more it. effort on your part getting <laughs> over this fence and then yeah. even if you get over you can't get me back over yeah exactly if, if i don't claim on my own it's not happening <laughs> yeah uh, yeah um yeah that's pretty crazy so what's it what's it like being out with john now is he like motivated to because it basically sounds like as soon as you finished that one vod section it kind of seems like you just instantly got to work on another one yeah he had um he had new clips already before his last vod was out he's just super productive and right now he's super focused on skating um so yeah it's it's no it's no problem from to to get moves especially when it's just me and him because he'll pick me up early and he'll have spots in mind like he he has a plan and he knows like at least if if not like exact moves he wants to do he'll at least have like three to five spots lined up so if yeah he's he's extremely skilled and extremely motivated and comes prepared you know some days we'll get out later and if we have more people it's you know just naturally inherently less productive. We just have more, more variables, but on like the days that it's just me and him, there hasn't been a time that he hasn't come back with at least five clips. So it's, and they're all bangers. Like they're all crazy, crazy tricks. Um, so yeah, he has no problem accruing footage. Cause it kind of sounds like if he's getting you out and it's just you two guys going about, it seems like it's a very, concentrated effort to make it as productive as possible because most mm-hmm. people even like most pro skaters or people that have been pro or whatever 
they tend to like prefer skating in a group like they tend to go oh i don't just want the attention to be on me or i don't you know it's t- or it's tough to motivate yourself because you're not but it kind of sounds like he's like he's got all the motivation he needs he's like i'm yeah. re- like i'm ready to go yeah and um and we still do group days like we'll we'll do but we'll pepper in just a day me and him if if we know like Dars is working or you know bill is busy or like if the squad is doing their own thing we'll uh, we'll still pepper in days just me and him um but yeah i think the time off just was just what he needed um and he came back recharged and super motivated so sean dar skates for you guys a lot does that does that mean mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna you know get some get some clips of darst because you know he he kind of hides in the shadows a bit you don't see him he, you don't see him that much yeah he uh he's a smooth criminal at darst he's a smooth criminal yeah i mean um yeah whenever we go out I'll, i always film him too and um my thing is like i uh i'll dropbox you your clips by the time you get home you'll have an email with your all your clips from that day um so yeah, I've, I've, uh, some stuff he just posts on Instagram. Um, I think he's gotten some moves that, um, he's kept, he might be working on something. I know, I know he's, I know he's working on Greg's let slip that he's, he's working on a section with Darst. So I was one, but I yeah. thought if you, if so you're I don't know if they're going to, or... yeah. Um, I don't know if he's, if, if Greg's editing it, if they're willing to mix in stuff from a different camera, but yeah, I think I've filmed some moves of his that have, that I haven't seen surface on instagram but um he's so sick dars is so sick like he he just thinks of spots he just sees different shit at a spot and yeah i i wish i could think like he thinks sometimes because he's super talented but just like so smart and like he'll we'll get to a spot and he'll just kind of like sit for a little bit and like look around and just like take it in and be like okay, I think I'll do this. Like something that I never saw, like a wall ride or like a roll in to or out of a trick. Just like, yeah, he's, he's a smart, smart blader. He has one of those people that, yeah, I think it's very difficult to grasp just exactly what it is he's doing. So I think a lot of people, like when his pro skate promo came out, it wasn't really that popular. And some of the comments underneath it were like, oh, well, this is just this and this and this. But you're like, yeah, but it's how he does it. That's the, yeah. that's, that's the thing because he he skates kind of like on anyone else. Like when you see him skate, he very much has this. And, and I don't know whether it is because he keeps himself to himself or he's quite quiet or doesn't put himself out there, but he's got like something about him that you can't really put your finger on. Yeah. And I think it's just very tough to show that in video maybe, or it's harder to show how. I think it comes across, um, but definitely skating with him in person. I have even another level of appreciation just because it's like, Look, Casey, you it's have the front, same yeah. opportunity. Yeah, you could do. Oh shit, I didn't think of that. I didn't see that. And then he does it perfectly with like the best style. You're like, damn, that's yeah. He's he's uh he's smart, smart player. I think that's what I mean. It's easier to appreciate when you see it in person than when you see it because sure, then you sure. actually understand. That's all, like, yeah, that's always the case. Anybody like, you know, it's always easy to see a spot and be like, oh damn, oh that spot is sick or like that. Oh, I wish I had that spot. And then you get to the spot and you're like what it's like this is terrible why did he even skate this this is difficult i don't yeah no yeah that's always the case i mean yeah if everything translated to video as as well as it was in real life it'd be 
it'd be different, but you have to be on that level to make it make it look, uh, you know, fun and hard and amazing all at once without having to be there in person, which I think the best bladers do. That's also true. So to recap, we've got, you've got one section out coming out on your own. Quesadilla. You've got the new Black Bandit video whenever it surfaces. Hopefully, you know, once this vaccine gets rolled out or yeah. whether it yeah, dampens down. And then a John Bellino VOD. It sounds like you've got a lot of stuff not even in the works, done and coming out imminently. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, yeah it's that's, good. Uh, that, yeah. That, yeah. That, that sums it up. Yeah. That's what's happening. Yeah. It does feel good like uh to to be done i wanted to i wanted to finish the thing that i was working on albeit short you know just like it's just another like two and a half minute deal but i wanted to get it done before the end of the year and just like start clean and start fresh like i don't know i'm a little bit ocd in that way where if like i have a deadline or i have a goal like i want to get it done in within that time period and be able to like start over start fresh and just feel clean so now that we're going to have four quesadillas and a quesadilla is essentially, you know, an appetizer, that means you have to make a big long one. That's going to be a main meal and it's going to be like burrito or like, you know, enchilada or although none of that works yeah, for your name. So you can't, it kind of fucks up the play on words, but you know, yeah. if, if you're going with the food theme, which you guys clearly are, then mm -hmm. you need to, you can't just have, you know, four snacks. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, all the homies are like a little bit uh, they're like, dude, I, you're going to call it quesadilla again? Like, call it something do, else. Do you, have so, any I, I think I, do you have any original ideas or better ideas? Yeah. Like, what, you're really, you're, you're wearing this one out. I know, I know. So this will be, this will be the end of the quesadilla series, I promise. And yeah, whatever I do next year, I may try and uh, hang on to the footage for as long as I can and um, make something a little bit longer. Uh, but I am looking forward to like taking a, a little bit of a break too. Just been out in the streets a lot and I uh, need to like let the body heal and just hit up the Sunday brunches and do a little bit of surfing and chill and then recharge and get back out in the streets. And then punish your body some more. That's it. Yeah. That's the plan. Well, I think that's a good place to leave it. Uh, thank you very much for taking some time off in your morning to do this. And uh, yeah, dude, yeah thanks for can't wait me. to see everything that comes out. Really looking forward to your new section and John's new section. So yeah, great. Can't wait to see them. Thanks, brother. Yeah, just keep your eyes peeled to like uh, John's Instagram, my Instagram. He'll have like the proper release date. Um, I'm thinking this week. So yeah, definitely something that you'll uh, wanna um, wanna buy. And it'll probably you know it'll be cheap. It'll be like five bucks or whatever. So if you don't buy it, you suck. Yeah, just just give up the beer. Um, yeah, exactly. And then you can release four more sections, and we'll talk again this time next year. Yeah. Right on. Right. Cool. Right. <laughs> Speaks in.